And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style. Now, one of the things I like to do in my free time, and I don't know about you, is to play video games. I have had a controller in my hand for as long as I can remember, going all the way back to the 2600, excuse me, the Atari 2600 way back in the early 80s now in the past 20 years or so i've become a fan of role-playing games there's nothing like a good role-playing game these sort of games you sink hours in i mean like weeks worth of hours leveling up your characters exploring exotic worlds and many times living out stories that are more complex than some of the best movies there's nothing like a good role-playing game for passing this time and getting a good story now i won't say that i'm this big role-playing game aficionado i won a previous podcast i talked about my first time playing final fantasy 7 so i haven't played a lot of the classics i haven't played through uh final fantasy series or uh dragon warrior series or uh, Chrono Trigger, which people talk about a lot, or even a lot of the more modern RPGs like Fallout and the Elder Scrolls series. But that doesn't mean I'm not a fan of those series, nor can I not appreciate the sort of artistry that goes into creating games that are that immersive. So what I'm going to do is talk about briefly five or six role-playing games that I have loved over the past 20 years or so and why that they at least for now are my top favorite role-playing games of all time first up is fantasy star online now i had a genesis back in the day but i wasn't into role-playing games then so i never got on the train of fantasy star to understand the dynamics and the worlds that were set forth in their series now i had a dreamcast and i love my dreamcast and i actually started playing role-playing games on the dreamcast and with the games i played that set me up perfectly for being able to appreciate fantasy star online i was fully indoctrinated into rpgs by the time fantasy star was even announced and just the look of it at the time blew my mind it was something that was right up my alley as far as the futuristic aesthetic of the game but also the fact that it was an online role-playing game for a console at the time that was unheard of and let me tell you i still don't know how sega did it today but even with a dial-up modem that was still some of the smoothest interaction and gameplay i've ever experienced in my life especially playing with other people at that level of gaming and not even having a headset the communication systems that they set up in the game to communicate with your fellow players was ingenious and it was so cool being able to play with people from all around the world not speaking the same language, but being able to understand each other and work as a team in order to defeat a boss. 
as you can imagine, I have a great affinity for this game. I played it on the Dreamcast. I repurchased it on the Xbox when it was released, the OG Xbox, and they released episodes one and two. And not just playing online, but I really loved playing the single player game as well. I got a lot better at the game playing by myself, and I got to explore a lot more because realistically, I'm not sitting online or I never was sitting online all the time playing games and sometimes I'm still not doing to this day. So it was great to have that offline mode to play. And that was one of the reasons why when they announced that Fantasy Star Online 2 was finally coming to the West and it was coming to Xbox specifically that I literally screamed like a schoolgirl because it was so much excitement because I had been waiting and we, those of us who are Fantasy Star fans, have been waiting almost 10 years for this game to be released in the West. The only drawback about Fantasy Star Online 2 is that I have to play online. There is no offline component to the game. So that's the only thing that's a real drawback. But it's it's just as good as the original. It's just as fun to play. And it's one of those role-playing games where it's it's a simple, uh, with as regards to fun to um fundamentals and mechanics as far as an MMORPG goes in today's standards of society but it's still great fun to play so that's why I love Fantasy Star Online the next game is a game that many people probably haven't heard of and that is Evolution the World of the Sacred Device now this is an RPG series that and its sequel Evolution Far Off Promise Originally came out for the Dreamcast and also was ported to the GameCube. Well, Evolution 1 was the first RPG I ever played. It had a cute design as far as the characters. It had very simple uh, turn-based combat, but it was just fun to play. The story wasn't anything special, but it was something that wasn't overtly long if i remember correctly it was maybe 20 to 30 hours long for me to actually complete the game and mind you this is 20 years ago where i was playing this game but it was just a fun overall game and it was a great game for someone like me to get their free feet wet to really understand how an rpg works at its core and for that i always have it on that top 10 or 5 or whatever list of RPGs simply because of what it did for me for really giving me that understanding of role playing games and how much fun they could be now after Grandia after Evolution 1 and 2 I went on to Grandia now Grandia 2 is a sequel to a game that was originally released I believe it was on the Saturn and the Playstation Grandia 2 just blue evolution out of the water the battle system was so unique the story was awesome and the voice acting was amazing i recommend playing grandia 2 if you're rpg head if you have not because it is such a wonderful game i remember spending the hours in my apartment in between classes and this point i was in grad school 
playing Grandia 2, trying to defeat Valmar and set everything right with the world and with the forces of light and dark. And it was just an amazing, such an amazing experience to play through this game. And it's one of those games that has been remastered and I believe currently has been remastered and it's on the PS4 and the Switch. And whoever's the publisher is, if you're hearing this and you're probably not, re-release it or remaster that bad boy on Xbox because I will buy it yesterday and replay through that game all over again. It is just one of those RPGs that if you have not played it, play it because it is such a gem. So that's Grandia 2. Next up on my list is, well, one that you're probably not surprised, and that's Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. This is a game that I bought day and date when it came out in July of 2003 uh, for the original Xbox. And it's one of those games that I literally played every single day. Man, even to this day, it's one of those RPGs that is still head and shoulders above everything else. It is for a Star Wars game, it set the bar because there was some good Star Wars games uh, before then, but there was nothing that was that as immersive as Knights of the Old Republic or Kotor for short. Nothing was that immersive. Nothing gave you real options to either go to the light side or go to the dark side and for there be uh, repercussions and consequences to going to either side and with the changing of the game and its ending and how people interact with you that was amazing that's still amazing today because their games that still attempt to do it almost 20 years later and still can't do it right and just the fact that Bioware did this game and they went on and used what they learned there to really perfect their RPG formula is nothing short of amazing. Well, I would say perfect because last bio, I mean, Mass Effect game, people didn't like that one too tough. But Kotor is still a game that holds up well as far as its mechanics till this day. I'm actually playing through Kotor 2 because that's one of those games I never played uh, back in the day. And I, that was compatible and I got it for, I think, five bucks on uh, Xbox. Uh, the Xbox store so I'm playing through that now and that is a good experience just as good as I remember the original to be and it is one of those games and the original KOTOR is backwards compatible as well and I think it's on like PC and Android tablets and iPads so there is no reason for you not to try this game it is a really great game and if you love Star Wars and if you love role playing games it is a game that you have to play Next up is Skies of Arcadia. Now, you may notice a theme here where my Dreamcast comes into play. Uh, I cut my teeth on a lot of RPGs back in the day because I had a lot more time to play RPGs at that point in my life. And Skies of Arcadia is one of those under or overlooked gems. You know, people talk about PSO and Shinmu when it comes to RPG-like games for the Dreamcast, but Skies of Arcadia is so underrated and so overlooked. And it's one of those games where outside of the port to the GameCube back in the day after the Dreamcast failed, I have no idea why Sega has not gone back to this series for a remaster or a just a re-released on current systems. I mean, most of the Dreamcast library, first party library, was re-released 
on the Xbox 360 through the Xbox Arcade. So I don't even know why it never came out there. But it's one of those games where I wish I could play it again. Because I never finished it. And at this point in time, my Dreamcast is long gone. I wish I knew where it was, but I don't. And all of my games is so unfortunate. But, I mean, you get to play as an air pirate. You get to have turn-based air fights in your ship in addition to the normalized um, RPG um, turn-based play with your individual characters and the story it was just it was just such a great game and I am deeply shocked that Sega with their mining of their IP over the past 10 years or so has not gone back to Skies of Arcadia for either a sequel or a remaster I, I think that really what we're lacking now is a really good JRPG because in the past couple of years RPGs have really been dominated at least here in the US by Fallout, by Elder Scrolls, by anything that Bioware puts out good or bad it dominates the headlines, it dominates the consciousness of of players and you still have things like World of Warcraft going so those sort of online RPGs are still going as well Outside of your Final Fantasies or Dragon Quest, no one talks about JRPGs anymore, except those two series. And actually, I think I said Dragon Warrior earlier instead of Dragon Quest. Dragon Warrior is what Dragon Quest was called way back when it was first released on Nintendo. Uh, back when I was a child, I remember there was a cartoon associated with it, but I'm not going to ramble on that one. But Skies of Arcadia is definitely a game that Sega needs to bring back out because it was a great RPG and I would love to play it again. The last one on my list is another one that is overlooked and that is Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey was an exclusive with the Xbox 360 and it was a meeting of the minds when it came to Microsoft and the creator of the Final Fantasy series and I'm not even going to try to butcher this man's name uh, and his Miss Walker games to so create a unique, uh, I wouldn't say Final Fantasy level experience, but an experience in the vein of Final Fantasy for the Xbox 360. And they succeeded. Lost Odyssey is a game that I spent hours on, and I don't know how because I was married, I had a job, and I had to get up in the morning, but I spent hours on that game playing it because it was it's a beautiful game even now and it is backwards compatible but so you can play it on your xbox one and depending on when you listen to this your xbox series x or series s and it looks absolutely stunning even for a game that was released in what 2007 2008 and um, it is still a beautiful game and it's great great gameplay it is turn-based but there are nuances in the system uh for the perfect strikes and how things how your party works and I always thought there was a very unique twist on the party genre in addition to the turn based battle system but it's just a beautiful game and the story itself has unique twists where you're playing as an immortal who is trying to figure out what's going on and you have flashbacks of his memories over time as the game goes on because he literally has a hold of a thousand years he's trying to figure out as he tries to save the planet which again is not that original when it comes to amnesia and this guy trying to save the planet but it is still you know 17 
13 plus years later a beautiful game to look at and also a great game to play so those are my favorite RPGs as of today and I'm still playing through like I said KOTOR 2 I'm still playing through Final Fantasy 7 um, I've started Blue Dragon on the Xbox as well and I'm playing a couple things on my DS another version of Blue Dragon which isn't that great um, but it's okay so there are things that I'm sure will pop up when it comes to RPGs so this list may change but this is right now these are my favorite RPGs and I'm going to take a break and we'll come back right after our sponsor. And we're back from that backspin. Now a good RPG is hard to find. Well, I shouldn't say it's hard to find, but with the plethora of RPGs that are there, it may seem like a daunting task to find one that really fits the sort of narrative you want to get into, the sort of motif, the atmosphere, the theme, so to speak, that really fits your interest. And that's not too dissimilar from finding fragrances or the fragrances suit you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for our fragrance of the week. And this week's fragrance is Classic Vetiver by St. John's. Now with this fragrance, you're going to find top notes of citrus and cardamom. So you get that a spicy sort of brightness on the top on the initial spray. The middle you have vetiver and cypress and musk. So vetiver is a grass that's used on a lot of fragrances. So you sometimes you get a very grassy, not that fresh cut grass of normal uh, typical American lawns, but is a uh, a lighter uh, grassy note which often comes off in my nose a little citrusy as well so it mixes very well with the cypress and then the citrus and the cardamom and the opening notes and then with the base notes you have amber cedar and sandalwood so those are very much staples of a lot of men's fragrances or fragrances in general so overall this fragrance is a very it's a lot lighter than I expected especially looking at anytime I see a musk I'm always a little not weary but but hesitant uh, just with looking at the possible strength of it and also sometimes with some musk they just overpower the rest of the ingredients or the rest of the notes in a fragrance well this fragrance I absolutely love it was a lot brighter and fresher than I thought it would be and with that I was even more so surprised at the price you can pick up a four ounce or 120 ml bottle from the St. John's website for 50 bucks which is a steal for the quality of a fragrance that this classic vetiver is I would say that I could wear this in the office I'm not sure I would wear this to a formal event I because I get very much of a hanging out going out vibe maybe even a date night vibe it has that kind of fresh casual sort of romantic vibe to it for me uh, someone else may pick up something different from that, but I really enjoy it. I am definitely going to pick up a full bottle of this sometime in the near future, especially considering the, the price is very inexpensive considering what you get in the bottle. And with that, that is another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style in the can. I have been your host, Webster Style. Let us know what your favorite RPGs are or... And for that matter, let us know what your favorite fragrances are or your fragrance of the week. Do you have a favorite vetiver scent? Let us know at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com or send us a tweet 
at Webster Style or DM us on Instagram at Webster Style or at Sartorian Geek. Thank you very much for your time. And as always, be safe and stay blessed. Styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you want to see? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>